Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome to another episode of Great Quarter Gals. This is the show where we talk all about females in freight and ones that are doing big things in the industry. Today, we're going a little bit of a different direction, but focusing on a company that is still doing incredible industry things for us here. And I'm your host, Kaylee Nix. Joining me, Grace Sharkey. And Grace, I'm stoked about this episode. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, when we started the show, a big part of this was to give, well, uh, of course, ourselves, but uh, females in the industry a chance to interview some of the, the brightest talent and, and most influential leadership within the space. And we focused a lot of that attention, of course, on the, the females that are leading uh, the industry as well. But I think that that's now opened the doors for us to get some of some of the uh, newer uh CEOs, executives out there that are going to be really changing the future of transportation as a whole. So it's just, uh, it's kind of crazy to think a year back where we are now and uh, the interviews that we have set up for today. And not even a year back. We just started the show at the beginning of this past year. I think our first episodes were the end of January, the start of February. So in eight short months, we have come far from interviewing some of the top women leaders to interviewing just some of the top company leaders. And today we are excited, honored, and really just kind of stoked to bring the newly announced CEO of XPO to our show. We've got Mario Herrick joining us today. And Mario, we're just going to jump straight into it with you. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we are very excited to see you take over the leadership at XPO. First things first, just give us just kind of an overview. Where is this leadership going to go now with you at the helm? Yeah, first, thanks thanks so, mu- so much for having me on, Kaylee. Uh, well, we're incredibly excited about this next chapter of the company because we will be a pure play LTL carrier that covers 99% of all zip codes in the country. And our goal is to be the first world-class LTL carrier by focusing on the customer, delighting them with great service, by investing more capital in the business. We are adding more terminals, we're adding more doors, more, more trailers to our fleet, more drivers, so we can gain market share and, and grow the footprint of the network. And also we're looking to improve the profitability of the business over time to drive our operating ratio, which is a, a measure of margin, well into the 70s over the years to come. It's an exciting uh, new chapter for the company as we become a pure play LTL carrier. Yeah, really, really exciting times. And it's, uh, you know, incredible to see uh, Mr. Jacobs once again take such a, an interesting business opportunity and build such a great infrastructure like he's done with XBO, GXO, now RXO as well. And uh, we just actually uh, finished Q2 earnings for XBO just recently, actually last week. And I'd love for you to dive into some of the highlights that uh, we, you pulled from that that call, um, especially with the immense growth that we've seen over the last year or so within logistics and within your LTL offerings as well. Yeah, well, we had another blowout quarter in the second quarter this year. Um, All of our metrics were ahead of guidance uh, and ahead of consensus. Uh, We had Q2 records in revenue, in net income, in EBITDA across across the business. Uh, Our EBITDA margin grew to a company record of uh, 12.5%. Our earnings per share, we posted a dollar and eighty-one cents, which was up forty-eight percent on a year-on-year basis. Uh, and the business I run in our less than truckload business, uh, we also had uh, record revenue, we had record profits, we also had record margins. But most importantly, we had also record customer satisfaction in the quarter, which is something we're very we're very excited about. But all in, it was a great quarter and the ninth consecutive beat in terms of financial results. 
We love to see that, that quarter after quarter success and quarter after quarter record setting is something that I think is really aspirational for a lot of companies, especially ones that are looking to become this pure play LTL company like XPO is. And with that, Mario, you mentioned operating ratio, operating ratio goals, getting into those 70s. Is that one thing that you guys are hoping to focus on really honing in on and improving through the next quarter and the quarters to come? Or are there other aspects of your financials that you think are really, really going to be those hone in points coming up in the rest of the quarters of 2022 and even looking into next year? Yeah, so, so our plan is to continue the strategy we, we put together uh, when, when I took over back, back in Q4 of last year, which is focused on growing the network, gaining market share, and improving margins, while maintaining high levels of customer satisfaction and focus on the customers, and having our world-class team of people deliver great results for both the company and our customers. Uh, when we think about the financials, our goals, uh, goals over the years to come is to both gain market share by investing more capital in the business, and by improving our operating ratio. But that's not going to happen in a quarter or two. Uh, it's going to take us a, a number of years as we drive the strategy forward. Now, you actually had eight straight quarters of a quarterly record for adjusted EBITDA. What do you think is behind that? And how are you looking to continue that push through the remaining uh, the rest of the year? Yeah, I think that has been uh, over when we when we think over last year and the first half of this year, uh, the, the market continues uh, to do to do well for transportation companies. Uh, from one perspective, uh, you know we're seeing a strong demand from customers. When you look at, uh, for example, our brokerage business in the second quarter, we were up sixteen percent on load count on a year on year basis. When you think of our LTL business, we're continuing to see firm pricing dynamics. So yield is outpacing inflation as a whole, and that's helping delivering the results. For us also, we're focused on executing really well. So when we think about the, the execution in the network itself, how we're moving the freight, we're at the best network fluidity we've been since pre-pandemic levels and how we operate, uh, operate the network. And that's helping with the results as well. But it's a combination of strong demand and strong pricing coupled with strong operational execution that is uh, leading to those results. So Mario, I think this is a good place for us to start with talking about the financials of XPO. But now I kind of want to move into your leadership and the takeover from outgoing CEO Brad Jacobs. You are one of the first employees that he brought on to XPO. You served as chief information officer at the company as well. You've really been kind of instrumental in putting, putting forth some of these programs that help kind of drive the company to its success. How do you feel now stepping into the CEO role and taking over his position at a time where there's a ton of demand out of there from the LTL side and there's the expectations from customers are really, really high, but there's still a ton of opportunity for XPO to meet those service standards and really excel as this pure play LTL company now. Yeah, first, as you said, um, Kelly, we have, I have big shoes to fill, and I'm confident I can fill those shoes. Uh, Brad hired me uh, back in 2011. I was third hire on the team. Uh, I've been a core part of the leadership team from the early days, uh, helping drive uh, a lot of our strategic decisions. Uh, we integrated, acquired, and integrated uh, in team fantastic businesses uh, over that period of time. Uh, I've run technology as chief information officer, leading innovation, uh, and it's been a fantastic journey. I mean, we launched great innovations across across the company. Uh, also, I've been running our sales team as chief customer officer uh, as well. And over the last year, I've been running our LTL business to record results here in the second quarter. 
sector. It's been a fascinating past decade for our company. Uh, we uh, grew it from a small business back in 2011. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the path forward as a pure play less than truckload carrier with a fantastic team of operators I've been working with over the last year uh, to take our company to the next uh, to the next phase of growth and uh, delighting customers with, with fantastic service. Uh, speaking of that service, uh, on the LTL side, you've been huge in uh, taking over the operating ratio, overall network flow, customer satisfaction, and of course, a lot of what we've heard, employee engagement as well. Of those initiatives, what has been the hardest for you to execute and how have you overcome those challenges to get XPO where it is today? Yeah, in our business, and especially with COVID, it's been, uh, when we think about adding capacity, especially around adding equipment and making sure that we hire the best people to our company has been a, a challenge. And when we think about equipment, though, we have a company-specific advantage where we have our own manufacturing facility of traders in Arkansas, and uh, we added another production line to that facility. And this year, we're going to produce more than 4,700 trailers uh, to add our fleet and, and to add to our fleet and expand it. Uh, the other piece is uh, uh, truckload uh, or truck manufacturers or OEMs, where it's been a challenge with the chip shortages and all the disruptions in the supply chain uh, to get more of these truck deliveries. But that's also starting to ease up. And then finally, on the people side, it's an area that I'm very passionate about. Um, a lot of times we think about business, we talk about technology or about equipment, but business is all about people. And uh, we have 13,000 drivers and we're looking to add more drivers to our ranks. And we have 130 locations where we can run driver schools. And our plan is to uh, double the number of drivers we graduate from those schools, which are fantastic opportunities of people development in the company and also help bolster our driver ranks. I had the pleasure of visiting one of the XPO terminals in um, in Little Rock, Arkansas, back earlier in March of this or May of this year. That was, and it was really, really refreshing to be there and to see everybody talk so highly about the job that they were doing and the people that they were working with, and overall of the company that they were supporting. I spoke with a couple of drivers there who were coming to work, and they had nothing but great things to say about Brad Jacobs and the leadership at the highest levels, and then amazing things to say about their peer-to-peer coworkers and even their direct superiors and direct managers. So that people aspect is something that I think is really refreshing to hear someone who is at the very top of a company speak very highly about. And with that, managing people can get kind of tricky if you are at that C-suite level, but you want to have the intention of keeping that trickle down all the way to your entry-level employees. What type of goals do you have with almost trying to keep Brad Jacobs's, I guess, kind of enthusiasm for employee involvement alive? And how do you plan on executing that to really make everybody still feel welcome at XBO? Yes. So first, I'll tell you what, one of the best lessons I've learned from Brad and all of us as a leadership team is that it is all about the people. And I'll tell you, even in my technology role, one of our key determining factors for being successful at it was having strong feedback loops with everybody in the company. So with me running LTL over the last year, I mean, we've, we've been spending a lot of time in the field, spend a lot of time on docks and break rooms, talking to our fantastic drivers, our fantastic dock workers to get their feedback on how we can make a company a better company. And it's fascinating the amount of good ideas and things that we can take and implement to improve the operating performance of the company, improve the service we offer our customers, and make it a great place to work for our employees when you listen, when you have these strong feedback loops. And it's something that we we're intent to continue doing in droves. And our, the entire leadership team in LTL has been hyper-focused on it. 
And you've been very focused, of course, on the technology side of things ever since you, you joined in 2011. And I mean, to think back to 2011 and the technology advancements we've had, uh, even outside of like what GXO is offering, but in, in your four walls as well at XPO, uh, what has just fascinated you the most about freight tech over the years? And where are you hoping to inject more technology into the XPO operations today? So technology has been part of our DNA since day one of the company. I still remember back in 2011, Brad and I were, 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 were sitting around the conference room like this one here, and we were talking about how are we going to disrupt the, the transportation industry. And the focus was on using data and being able to automate how shippers work with us and give them a delightful experience and how we can make it easier for our carriers to connect with these shippers. So it's all about leveraging the power of data, of machine learning, of AI, to automate a lot of the operational business flows to make it easier on customers and run a, a company more efficiently. When I think about L our LTL business specifically, today we move freight across 294 terminals where we pick up the freight locally and we deliver it in a certain destination. So think about the application of technology to optimize how the freight is being routed between those locations to make sure we are operating in more efficient ways. Think of technology to optimize our city operation and how we add more stops to a route and how we make it more efficient, or technology to make it easier for our customers to do business with us. All of these are examples of ways we're investing in technology to optimize our business and improve our business and improve the customer experience as well. So Mario, when you talk about the spinoffs, of course, we got the news of GXO just, a, just about a year, a year and three months ago. We got the news of the RxO spinoff earlier this year. And that adds really some focus and some really, it, it takes away the divided attentions, I think, of when you're talking about leading a company that's as large as XPO is now. How have the news of those spinoffs and the intention of becoming this pure play LTL, very hyper-focused company, how does that change your approach to leadership at XPO, if it changes it at all? And then how does that approach your directed leadership style overall? Yes. Yeah, so, so when we think about the spin, and as you said, uh, you, you're spot on, Kaylee, that it makes it easier for the management team to be hyper-focused on one business and how to make that business operate more efficiently. Uh, we've seen that with uh, the GXO spin last summer, fantastic leadership team operating that business, where that team is now 100% focused on warehousing. They're doing fantastic uh, work and delivering great results. And similarly, uh, my colleague and friend, Drew Wilkerson, I'm sure will do a fantastic job with his team being hyper-focused on the brokerage industry and how to continue innovating and servicing customers. And for us in LTL, we're going to continue to be hyper-focused on being the best LTL carrier in the business. We're going to focus on our customers. We're going to focus on our employees. We're going to focus on gaining market share by investing more capital in the business and by expanding our, our profit margins. Part of the show and, and what Kaylee and I really love to do every single day here at Freight Waves is empower women in freight. Uh, and one of our first episodes, actually, we had the honor of having your first uh, chief diversity officer, LaQuinta Jacobs, on the show, who was just absolutely amazing. And she mentioned that Brad was a huge part of not only her role, but really improving diversity and inclusion within the company. How do you plan on taking that over and continuing the direction and the momentum that, that Brad and everyone has brought to the table so far? 
this has been part of our ethos since day one of the company. And, and Q is fantastic, by the way. Uh, she's, uh, yeah. I mean, she's hyper-focused on making sure that we as a company continues to be very hyper-focused on, on diversity and making sure that we have a diverse workforce. But I'll tell you, the, the way we look at diversity is that a diverse point of view in any problem solved creates a better quality solution. The reason why, because you have different angles and different points of view of how people are, are looking at finding a solution. And we're going to continue to be hyper-focused in making XPO a great place to work for, for all people, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're different races, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, as long as you have a passion for great business, as long as you have a passion for, for honesty, for integrity, for hard work, for taking care of the customer, we, we believe that we want to be this place to work for everybody and create those those opportunities. And I'll tell you, the most exciting piece, we have a training program for uh, for uh, management. We call it Freight Management Trainee Program in Less Than Truckload. And I was uh, very happy with our first graduating class. Uh, half, half the class were women, half the class were men. And it was a very diverse class of new people. We're getting into leadership positions in the company that we're, we're incredibly excited to support. I love hearing that, that 50-50 split almost for your leadership, because that's something that we talk about a lot here on the show is that you have a lot of women entering the workforce and entering the transportation industry at a very baseline level, but having them be elevated, whether that's within their existing companies or elevate out to external positions is something where you see those numbers drop off. And I think that it's something that we definitely need to focus on and definitely need to talk more about is that internal elevation of women to these higher up roles in companies that grow as quickly as XPO does. With that, what other types of initiatives do you hope to either implement or see strengthened within XPO, not only to support diversity across gender, but diversity across race and ability as well? Yeah, a lot of it goes back to a number of things. As you said, one is making sure that we're creating equal opportunities for growth within the company. Uh, that, that's a big area of focus. A big area of focus is recruiting. When we think about having a pipeline of candidates for any role that we are hiring for from the outside that is representative of the of uh, you know all forms of equality across uh, across the different uh, pools of candidates is another area of focus. Uh, and uh, partnering with uh, HBCs, for example, as we get new candidates into into the fold as well to make sure we are representing a very diverse workforce. All of these are areas of focus for us uh, moving that have been areas of focus for us and will continue, continue to be areas of focus for us. Uh, and you touched on this too, the fact that the importance of diversity and inclusion is, is getting different ideas from different people from different backgrounds. And I'd love from your perspective, maybe some of your favorite female leaders at XBO today and lessons that you've you've learned from their leadership that you've started to inject into your own decision making or, or governance as well. And I'll salt, you know, our head of HR, uh, Josephine Marisha, has been a fantastic info. She's been a big advocate for women in the organization. I have in my technology team a number of executive leaders who are uh, who are uh, women leaders. Uh, for example, uh, the lady who oversees our te- our brokerage technology stack, her name is Alyssa Myers. She's driven fantastic innovations across the company. And it's all about being able to bring people together and bring the best ideas and opinions to form the best solutions possible for both the company and, and our customers. 
So Mario, now that you've hit the CEO of XPO, oftentimes I think CEO is kind of a pinnacle place for people to hit their personal personal goals at, right? And they say, once I make that CEO, like I'm done goal setting, I'm good for a little bit, but we always want to know what's next. And it's always good to be looking forward. If you've got some personal goals that you would like to set or like to talk about going forward now from this, what would those be? And then how do you think that building into the CEO experience kind of helps accomplish some of those personal goals? I mean, my goal as a whole is to want to continue to grow as a as a leader. And one of the things that I get a lot of um, pride in is when I see people on the team growing in their own rights. So when I see something, so somebody that had been with us early in the company and then growing through the ranks and gaining more experience and delivering great results and then becoming a great leader. So one of the things that I, you know, I'm looking forward to as, as being CEO of the company is seeing people continue to grow with, within the business and deliver great things across, across the board. The other personal goal is continue to see our team deliver fantastic results, deliver fantastic results for, for our customers, deliver fantastic results for our shareholders by creating a lot of shareholder value and deliver fantastic results for opportunities for people to grow from within and be able to deliver on their uh, abilities and their career progression within the company to get to new heights as well. It's incredible. And uh, of course, you still will have Brad on your team in, in some type of way. But uh, what's one lesson to wrap up this interview that that you've taken from his leadership and his expertise and his ability to take such a fragmented industry like he has in the past, brought it together and created this these wonderful pure plays that are going to have such an influence on the in- industry. What have you learned from him that you're, you're is so valuable that it needs to be passed on to our viewers today? <laughs> yeah, you, you got it. But by the way, one thing, as you said, Brett will continue to be executive chairman with us. So obviously I'm going to keep on interacting with him and getting a lot of feedback and advice, uh, customary and somebody in the chairman role. Uh, but when I think about over, over the last decade, uh, the number one lesson I've learned from Brad is that it's all about the people. If you have a great team of professionals who have a high degree of honesty and integrity and work hard and push the company forward in terms of how, how we deliver for the customer and our shareholders and our employees, that's the number one ingredient for success. Uh, the second thing I learned is that when we're in business, it's all about creating shareholder value. So our goal is, that, is to continue to grow the profitability of the business, gain market share and grow the business as a whole so we can deliver value for, our, for the folks who own the company uh, and deliver v- value to our shareholders. And then finally, that delivering great service for customers is very much part of the ethos of any business. These are the folks who are effectively, we want to delight with, their, with our service and they are the ones who keep our, our wheels moving and our company moving. Well, Mario, thank you so much for joining us today on Great Quarter Gals. It's an honor to be one of the first people to talk to you about taking on your new role. And we wish you all the best. We can't wait to see what you are going to be doing leading XPO. And we wish you just incredibly well in this new role. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, Grace. I think that this was, oh man, another one that I think was kind of a bucket lister for us. And I'm so glad that we were able to now bring some highlights and really just showcase this incredible new leadership role for Mario. But he's not the last leader that we're talking to this week. Talk talk to us a little bit about what you've got going on tomorrow for Point of Sale. Yeah, I'm super excited. You know, first off, I want a big shout out to the the teams uh, behind the scenes, uh, both Tara and Fallon over at GXO and, and XBO for helping us get these interviews put together. Uh, they've been absolutely incredible to work with. And uh, speaking of tomorrow, yes, I do have Mark Nanduka, the CFO of GXO on the show. And I'm really pumped because uh 
their focus is on a lot of the technology you see in warehousing today. We're going to be talking about a lot of the fun investments they've been making, a lot of the just really cool technology that they, they're placing inside retailers and e-commerce uh, providers uh, today as well. So uh, I just think it's going to be a great time. Mark and I have been talking about this interview for a couple months now, and uh, we, we finally caught some time from him as he's traveling around the globe every day. I feel like he's in a different country. So uh, I think it's it's just, it's really cool. It's something him and I have been working on and we finally get to sit down and chat. So it'll be, I think, a fun episode to see exactly how a company like GXO, uh, like you said, Kaylee, now that they're, they're their own pure play, they can focus on some of the really cool uh, futuristic aspects of warehousing and distribution that I think a lot of people don't don't really see uh, until you get uh, an interview like we're going to have tomorrow. So uh, very excited. And I just, uh, again, thanks to, to both teams on, on their side for helping us get these interviews put together. It's uh, a great opportunity for, for Freightways to showcase two big players in this industry who are are definitely going nowhere anytime soon. <laughs> I'm really glad that you mentioned that back of the house because this doesn't happen without those incredible PR teams. So thank you one more time to those folks over at XPO and GXO for making this happen. Grace, I got to ask you really quick. GXO has now existed on its own for over a year, as I mentioned. Do we see them on the Freightways Freight Tech 100 this year? What do you think? Ooh, I think so. I'm really excited. I'm glad you brought this up because I've been talking about the radio show and I'm getting very excited to see the movement and the type of players we're going to see up mm-hmm. there. It was, if you look at it last year, it's, it's a lot of visibility, right? Uh, but I'm excited to see maybe a lot of visibility. I'm hoping to see a little bit more automation, a little bit more AV, EV type of players up there this year. Uh, but we got to get those nominations first. So, yep, everyone head over to FreightWaves.com. I believe if you go to the top, Discover, you can find those nominations, uh, that section to nominate your favorite Freight Tech player today as well. Absolutely. Those nominations close in about two weeks. So get them in quick before that closes. Thank you guys for sticking with us again today. We'll see you next Tuesday. And thanks one more time to XPO for this amazing interview. Congrats, Mario.